That's aggressive. That's new. New. Wow. In case you were wondering. <laughs> Jeez, our both our faces were like, whoa. <laughs> God? God, we, is that you? Is that the voice of God? <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Lipstick League where sports and pop culture come to play. I'm Nicole. And I'm Natalie. And um, it is June now. Um, it's been a minute. It's been it's a been minute a, since there's a lot yeah. going on. A lot going on. So if you listen to episode 16, uh, the one where we talked about my dream and a couple other things going on that was recorded in May. And that was before I announced my departure on 97.5, the fanatic. Um, I know uh, we got a lot of messages from people being like, is not going to talk about it. What's yeah. going on? And of course, but like, here's the thing with the podcast. We've talked about this before is that as of now, this is still our passion project. Yeah. Um, and so real life happens around the podcast. So if you can please share and tell your friends about it, because the more listeners we get, then we could do this full time. That's the goal. too. That's <laughs> yeah. actually why I left the fanatic was to dive into the Lipstick League 24-7-365. Yeah, our dream. All Lipstick League. All the time. All the time. Our all the time. <laughs> <laughs> is to turn the lipstick into, we want it to be, you know, one of the top 50 podcasts. Yeah. And we want to have a, we want to have a office slash studio in center city, Philly with neon, neon signs with a lipstick league sign in the back, yeah. but we need everybody to share and follow and like, so yeah. So Natalie obviously had major, major lots going on with Natalie. Like she talked a couple, you know, it was only been what a month or two since you moved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still have the walls painted yellow if you're watching on YouTube, you can see, you can see the yellow walls behind me. And if you don't know what the reference is to go back and listen, listen to episode 16. Correct. Um, yeah. And, so. and then you had this other huge major life change and we will obviously talk about that. There's just yeah. some other, there's some other stuff that pertinent in, in stuff. Hold on. Let me grab a tissue real quick. Nicole, okay. why don't you lay, lay the land for yeah. everybody? We're going to talk about that. And you know, we, she also, Natalie also had stuff going on with ginger. So if you can say some prayers, oh um, God. say some prayers for ginger, ginger's, ginger's our mascot, Natalie's dog, who's 13. So she's going through some health stuff. Um, so it's been a lot and, you know, we appreciate you sticking around wondering what's going on. And that's, we, we churn them out as soon as we can. In fact, we're recording this on a Saturday morning. Um, where we're looking at our best, looking at our best selves, looking at our best selves. So this obviously we're going to talk about the same. I'm going to post this today. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Well, I, I also want to like, I wow. guess because I've had so much going on, like, I feel like, you know, our listeners, our loyal listeners have been like neglected and like, there's been so much happening. Right. Like the Sixers are about to go into the second round of the playoffs. And I know. We haven't even talked about it. I know. It, and it's it's one of those things uh -huh. where like Natalie and I talk to each other a lot. So like we obviously like know what's going on in each other's lives. But it's hard though just to, like I said, there's a lot of life stuff going on. Oh, I was also on vacation for a week. Um, we have to talk about your vacation because if you haven't um, looked at Nicole's Instagram, she literally was in the middle of the like the most beautiful desert I've ever seen and all of her pictures she looks like like one of those really cool influencers and I was like yeah you did like all exactly. like I was like oh my god so I so went she's got the influencer pics I'm trying I was trying because he so well, here's really, so here's really Rome. 
we we went to we went to Utah, Arizona, and Nevada. And the whole reason we went on this trip was because my best friend Diana won the lottery to hike the wave. So the wave is a canyon on the Arizona Utah border. And to get they only allow around 8,000 people a year to visit, between 20 and 30 people a day. So she applied for the she applied for the um per, applied for the lottery in October, found out in January that she won for May 15th. So we planned this whole trip around it. So we flew into Salt Lake and then we did Salt Lake City and Park City. We did the Bonville Salt Flats. And then we drove two hours to Monroe, Utah, where we went to the Mystic Hot Springs, where if you watch, I don't watch The Real Housewives, but people who watch The Real Housewives of Salt Lake, they they went there. So people were really excited about that. And it's literally hot springs that fill these bathtubs and you sit in a bathtub in the middle of these mountains. It's like the coolest thing. And then we drove two and a half hours South to Kanab, Utah, which is where we went to hike the wave. Now I did a shit ton of research. Cause like I work out, but I'm not a super worker outer, right? Obviously I'm also not super thin either. So like, I mean, I like to say I'm like moderately in shape, but I like trained for the, you know, they said it was about a six, seven mile hike and you know, there's some sand. Well, the internet fucking lied because it was so hard. It was almost 10 miles. We're like, just go check my Instagram, which is Nicole is Nick and I C O L E is N I K. But like, you can see the sand and like, who said that it wasn't hard. The internet, the internet was like, it's a moderate hike. It's a moderate hike. But anyway, the whole point of this is that, cause we, you know, we talk obviously about sports and athletes and stuff. And the thing that's really interesting is that there are people who love to push themselves. They love to push themselves so they reach a point of exhaustion and then they feel accomplished, right? Yeah. Like people who do like an Iron Man or like Adam <laughs> Joseph is like that from six ABC. Yes. Like I've worked out with him a couple of times and he wants to like work out until he pukes and he feels accomplished. That's not me. Right. I don't right. like to do anything hard, right? No, me either. I like a, maybe like a light, like sheen on my face. Yeah. And right. I'm like, oh. And so my friend Diana and like, there was five of us that went Diana, Jamie, Joe, Christine, and myself. And, and they're like, you're not going to feel accomplished when you get there. I go, no, no, like this is really hard. Now, obviously when you get there, it's breathtaking, but guess how, guess what I felt accomplished? My pictures, because yeah. I love my outfit. Yeah. My, my, my hiking pants. So bomb all vacation. <laughs> like the, like, wasn't there some of like you, like the off the shoulder dress ones? I was just yeah, yeah, like, that was from, that was from the Bonville salt flats. And it, it, yes. was, it worked out where like the sky was blue and the dress was blue. Oh, perfect. Gotta go on and look at Nicole's vacation <laughs> because she's like influenced it up. I was like, that's how I felt accomplished. I, I ordered these hiking pants from Amazon that ended up being like, they were literally like $21.99. And they did, I didn't even know they were going to be high-waisted and they were high-waisted. They were light. They cinched where they were cinched. And then I had this like cool sports bar I got from Athleta that I didn't know. And then I had this mesh tank top yes. that, I didn't, that I forgot I had that I found uh-huh. on the floor. Uh-huh. And I was like, so you know what? The hike was hard, but damn it. Did I, I, did I look good? <laughs> you did. Which so, yeah, so it was, it was absolutely amazing. And then we ended the trip in Vegas. And let me tell you the, there's a tale of two Las Vegases. You know, there's, there's, there's Viva, there's Viva, Las Vegas. Las and, then Vegas. and then there's like Ron and Marianne and their jazzies, Las yeah. Vegas. 
which was the Las Vegas I experienced when I was in Las Vegas. Yeah. And we, uh, we booked a resort. I mean, a, a, a suite at the Mirage thinking we didn't realize the Mirage is, is what it is. I mean, well, cause Jamie kept the Mirage it. sounds like the Mirage, right? Yeah. But I think the Mirage was a big deal in the eighties. Yes. It was. still had the Rick James suite with the black lacquer tables. Um, one day we did get a cabana at the Bellagio and we're like, we just got to admit that we're like, we're Bellagio people. So like moving forward, but yeah. anyway, it is, it, you know, Vegas is, I'm not a huge Vegas fan. Um, it also, there was no shows. So like, I want, that's I hard. Yeah. Beatles love, or I would have went to see. Soleil. Yeah. Or yeah. like even magic Mike or thunder oh. from down under. Like I would have seen any of those shows, but when we went, oh. we're open now, but there was nothing there, but so anyway, so yeah, it was, it was, it was, May, May has been quite the month. It was a, quite the month for us. And so we appreciate everybody hanging out and sticking with us and yeah. thing. And speaking of pictures, I want to say this quick before we talk about, cause you have some Deshaun Watson news. We're also going to talk about, we also talk about the Sixers and then we will get to the, your whole job thing. Um, but you know, there's the meme going around talking about how like hot girl summer is like fed girl summer. Like we're doing pasta. And I'm like, here's the thing. Wait, what? I did not see that meme. The only meme I saw was Victoria woman, Victorian woman summer. Did you see this? No, but I, th- I bet you, yeah, I know what it is. Is it the <laughs> one with where you're laying? Well, I saw I sent I- it to, I sent it to Marie. Oh wait. It says, um, hot girl summer. I'm not having hot girl summer. I'm having beautiful, but delicate Victorian wife summer where I lie in bed for an extended period of time, staring at wallpaper and slowly losing my grip of sanity. <laughs> Wait, I that's, have this one. That's, that's probably what I'm like more likely on the, <laughs> the trajectory. For. So this says, now that I've lived through an actual plague, I totally understand why the Italian Renaissance paintings are full of naked fat people laying on couches. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but this one says, hold on, let me find it really quick because it's, it, it's been, it's been popping up and it says, I'll, well, I'll put it on the lipstick. Le- I'm going to screenshot and I'll put it on the lipstick leagues, Instagram. So just the lipstick league, but it says, I am shutting down any talk of losing weight for the summer, fed girl, summer, buy a size up girl, summer pasta and wine girl, summer, because if someone fancies you less because you're 15 pounds heavier than you should ha- never have considered them in the first place, girl, summer. So like, listen, I'm all about that. Now, here's the thing. We've talked about this before. Like I need to get my groove back, right? Yeah. So if like if you're in a relationship summer, like you're allowed to have Renaissance Victorian fed girl make pasta with your boyfriend now that you're living together summer. Which is um, the summer that I'm having. I literally correct. made pasta and drank wine last night. Correct. Me though, I had fed girl pandemic, right? Right, right. I lost 34 pounds and I've taken a, I took a hiatus when I went to, um, when I went on vacation, it was Memorial Day and stuff. So now I'm back on it, but like Stella needs to get her groove back, right? You got your groove back. No, I need, I, I, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I'm, I'm a little, I'm closer. Why? Why do you think that you haven't gotten your groove back? I don't know. I just feel that like Have you I've seen ha- your pictures from your trip. You're super groovy. Thank you. I feel like I'm a like I'm feel like I'm close. Like we talked about this on our Christmas episode about like New Year's resolutions, and so I I feel like um it feels like I'm yesterday. Like, what that feels like yesterday. I know. I know. I which was six months ago, which is crazy. So I feel like I'm almost there. It's just that like 
listen, we've talked about it. I haven't liked anybody in a really long time, right? There's been like no one that fancied my interest. And I was texting with you that there's this dude from from work who, and I don't think it's, I think it's just a fun crush, but it's been, and let me preface this. If people from work are listening, he doesn't actually work in our building. He owns his own company and he's a contractor and he flies in from time to time. Yeah. But I don't, he's so hot, but I don't think so cute he realizes that he's hot. That's my, which makes him even hotter, right? He wears boxers. And so I talked about it on my Instagram (laughs) and like all these guys were responding that like, yeah, girl, guys that don't have game wear boxers, but your theory is that he knows he's hot. So he wears the boxers anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Boxers. What does Max wear? Oh, sorry. What does hammer and Hank wear? (laughs) You say Max, right? (gasps) We can't reveal him yet. No. So Hank wears, um, no, he wears like briefs, like Calvin Klein. Correct. That's what it's right. Yeah. When you have a swag, you, you wear, like you don't wear plaid boxers. I, but I feel like it's kind of, all right, this is going to sound like a horrible comparison, but I feel like it's very like Bam Margera to like wear boxers. And like, I always thought Bam was super hot and he never cared. Ew, you like, thought he was hot? Oh god, we have such different tastes. Oh my god, when I was like 16. Ew. I like Nick Carter from the Backstreet. I would like drove down to Westchester with my friends to like he used to own that um venue, the note. And I saw him outside. I've seen I met him a couple times. That um, is hilarious. So anyway. Yeah, I thought Bam Margera was hot. Ugh. Oh god, never. Wait, really? Yeah. Ew. Oh, like he yay. was like a bad boy. I never liked the bad boys. They're the same like fear for snakes. It's so funny because like it's that's a whole other podcast about like you you never liked the bad boy? Ever. Oh, I've always liked the clean cut, like like Matt Damon. Oh, see was like I love the bad boy. (laughs) Too much. It's so interesting, but like, yeah, my I in fact the bad boy always turned me off. I was like, "Why are you bad? What happened to your what happened to your relationship with?" What him? about what? Not even like the smooth, like swaggy bad guy. He's not even like that bad, but he's kind of like a badass. No, um, no. I t- I always tended well as I got old, so like high school, college, early twenties. It was always like the like the Nick Carter, the 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 um. Matt Damon, the like the quintessential all. In fact, I never liked Ben Affleck because he was a little bit too of like a bad boy for me. I always liked Matt really? Damon. Really? Yeah. Then huh. as I got older, I started finding myself being more attracted to and want to hook up with like emotionally unavailable guys or got and like we've talked about this a little bit about there's how, nothing like, like the aura of an emotionally unavailable yeah, guy like, for you to try and penetrate thinking that you can. Change which is it. like the whole fairy tale of yeah. women, right? Like yeah. I'm so open and so bubbly and so chatty that like I see him and I'm like, he's going to love me enough to all of a sudden want to go dance in a fountain in Central Park. You know, <laughs> I mean? you know what I mean? So like that's something that like I'm aware of now, but like this guy is it. Like he's kind of dead inside. He's like a little bit of a dick, but I was like, is he? Or is he just like awkward? But anyway- Again, it could just be like, from what I know of him, and I barely know him at all. I think maybe I've said two words to him in my entire life. Um, seems a little dry. Just like that's like his personality, like kind of funny, kind of dry. 
Yeah, no, no. The, the whole point is, is that like, it's, it, <laughs> it was fun. To ha- it's fun to have a little bit of a crush. Well, like, I you have also to- have to remember, like, okay, honestly, it's been over a year since like, it's been okay to like intermingle yeah. with yeah. strangers of the opposite sex. So like, yeah. even like, if you're, you're not like really that into him, it's been like, I think that's what they're kind of saying about this summer too, like hot girl summer. They're calling it hot back summer because people who are single are going to go nuts. Like, it's like, we've been so, and it's true, like so disconnected from each other. Right. So then like, you see this like really attractive man, like you're like antlers, like just like, like, you know what I mean? Like grow out of your forehead because it's like, it's human nature. And we've been denied that for so long. And usually I don't like, it takes a minute for me to be attracted, to be attracted to somebody. Like I need, there has to be more depth. Usually it's not just maybe not, maybe not this summer, but this, I feel like I'm just like, don't talk. Like, just, (laughs) just why don't like the other day, he had I like know a where ring. the broom closet is. Yeah, I told you this on text. I was like, the other day he had. <laughs> I was dead. I was dead. In his knee, and it, he did. It, it wasn't that he was. He did. It wasn't a fashion gene. It was just he. It was like his work jeans, and I was like, oh my god, take me in the closet and stick your tongue down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're so hot. Take off your pants and your mask. Hot back summer. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, like people are going to be like running amok because. I wish I was more bold because I'm just not. And that's something that like, you know, whatever we've, again, we've talked about this before, like, you know, boys and my weight have always been my thing. So like, I wish I was bold enough. I'd be like, what's your deal? Like you, you could just say that it might be funny. You gonna come over and like stick your tongue down my throat before you go back? Cause like we can that. We can keep it a secret. I can keep you a secret. And your plaid boxers. And your plaid boxers. <laughs> wait, I'm I'm dying. I need you to wait. Is it horrible? I just like want you to like take a picture of him like the next time he's in. I think I, I hope he's back this week. He he was. Is he gone? Leave. Are you friends with him on social media? He's not on the socials. He wouldn't be. But like I emailed him a meme, like him and another guy a meme the other day. So like he now, like he knows how to get in contact with me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything there. Like I said, it's just been fun to like find somebody who like, I want to take me into the broom closet. You know well, what I mean? No. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think we, it's been so long since again, like you legally or like have just health wise have been allowed to like mingle with like an attractive male of the opposite sex like without like any sort of like overarching like black cloud over your head like wow I hope this person doesn't give me the coronavirus exactly this person doesn't give me a potentially deadly virus that could not only kill me but even my entire family family wait (laughs) we got to talk about the sports but I just realized he had on a plaid mask and plaid boxers. So I wonder what the plaid deal is. <laughs> Wait, did they match? No, 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 no. They didn't match. No. Wait, so what color were the plaid boxers? Were they like red? Like, yeah, like red, green, blue. The, red, the standard red? 
Yeah. And it's because like when he like bends over to do work, his shirt like flops up and you can see the boxer sticking out of his jeans. Well, so I will say that I feel like that actually might be like a maturity decision because you've seen the contractors who like wear tidy whities or like any other brief that doesn't like actually come up. And when they bend over, like you're getting, right. you know, the crack. Yeah. It's funny because I texted. Nice the Kraken. I texted two of my old coworkers who are straight guys, and I was like, "Hey, what kind of underwear do you wear?" And I was like, "I'm actually laughing that I'm texting you this because a man would feel so weird texting a woman." I'm like, "But um, you're both straight, and like, I know that you'll have the answer." And they both had already watched my Instagram story. They're like, "We wear boxer briefs." Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to. Anyway, my point is it's going to be hot girl summer and it, you could be hot girl summer, however you want. So be fed girl summer, be Victorian, hot, Victorian summer, Renaissance summer. I want, you know, the hot engineer to stick his tongue down my throat. So like, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see TBD, TBD. All right. So discuss the Sixers first, and then you got some Deshaun Watson Eagles news. Uh, yeah. So Sixers heading into the second round of the playoffs. Um, I called it that it was going to be in five because I just, I just had a feeling that they weren't going to like, I, I thought that they could sweep, but I kind of knew that they weren't going to sweep. And now they face the Hawks tomorrow. Um, Joel Embiid status still up in the air has a slight meniscus tear from game four, which I felt like when he hit that, when he hit the ground, I, it looked like he hit his like, um, tailbone. Yeah. What is that bone called? The cox, cox, like your his coxic bone. I don't know. Um, Sounds like you're saying his cock. No, <laughs> his cock, his coxic bone, which like it's like the little tail. Like I thought he hit that. Yeah. Then they said that he had um, a meniscus tear, which I think perhaps like he landed on his feet kind of hard, tore like the slight tear in the meniscus, and then it fell backwards. I don't understand how it's 2021, and like for the. Um, meniscus and like the ACL I just and the like the MCL injuries like I don't know how we haven't had like a bionic some sort of like material made that like withstands that you can swap out because it's just like ligament like the meniscus is just like a ligament it's so interesting because I agree with you a thousand percent but the interesting part of it though is that I remember reading an article from it was a female I wish I remembered her name but and it made so much sense to me that basically why we're, cause you rarely heard about all these knee injuries, like 20, 30, 40 years ago, they're more prevalent now, but it's because scientifically we have figured out how to build muscle and to reduce fat in athletes. Yeah. So the problem is, is that so many of these athletes are so strong, but you can't really strengthen, strengthen a ligament. So like you take Saquon Barkley, for example, where like he squats and his thighs he right? is literally like a ball of muscle. Correct. Well, the problem is, is that his ACL can't handle the weight of his thigh muscle. Right. The, the, the ligaments, the ACL, MCL, they're never supposed to hold a thigh that's because remember like most, most of the thigh is fat and it's all mixed together. But what's yeah. with these elite athletes is they're taking the fat away and the buoyancy and they're just adding muscle. And so when they do those quick stops, like you just said with Joel, when you stop, we're like a running back when he tries to yeah. stop or a receiver or right. Like what happens is, is that when they, when they actually have to stop and then they try to turn, 
the weight of their leg is is too great for the ligament to handle it so it snaps yeah and so which is like the whole Tom Brady thing of like how he's not muscular because it's all about pliability. Well, and I keep, I've been thinking um, about Devonte Smith because they're, you know, they're saying like his, he has like the lowest BMI of all the receivers in the league. Uh, but, what's that like? What's that like? <laughs> but like, and if you look, you know, because they've been in camp and stuff and did you see like the video of like Nick Sirianni? He kind of had like that tetherball thing. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Um, yeah fine I digress um but no but like I keep thinking about him and I'm like that's why he's so like swift and nimble yeah right because like he doesn't have all that muscle like weighing him down and that's right. why he's like he, like his agility is so insane because he's I feel yeah. like he had like he's light on his feet he's swift yeah. and nimble he's like Peter Pan yeah and that's that's like the whole shtick with Tom Brady is when he tore yeah. his in 2008 and Mex met Alex Guerrero Alex was like I'm going, it's going to be about strengthening your ligaments and like giving you more pliability. So you, those ligaments don't snap. And the, the yeah. dude hasn't had an injury in, you know, 14 years. So that's what I think is really interesting. So like from a science perspective, they now have to figure out to, like you said, to swap in and out. Like, I just, just don't know. I just don't like, there's not like a piece there's not like and um, something that they can discover. Like some somebody like tweeted me and they were like, they have like a thing that you can replace it with. Like, I know there's something that's a replacement, but I feel like for athletes, there needs to be like some sort of like material that's invented totally. that's like strong enough to like withstand it that you could just like swap out. I mean, but like, what are the odds? And you and I were texting about this. Like, what are the odds? What? And I talked about this on the air too about elite Philadelphia athletes in moments of need, their knees going bad. Like obviously Carson Wentz, this 2017 season. Now we have Joel Embiid who, you know, we need him. We're so close to that. And now all of a sudden he hurt his knee and I was like, what's the patron saint of knees? And then well, weirdly enough, you looked it up and it's, what is it? Saint? Saint R-O-C-H. So I, I didn't look up the proper pronunciation, but- I'm going to call him St. Rock. Right. Roach. Saint I'm Rock. not calling. Yeah. So like St. Rocky. And Saint also Eckler. the patron saint of dogs for Ginger. He's, yeah. He's the patron saint of dogs. This was very universal. So um, for the record, Ginger has a mass on her back. Um, oh. Really scary. She was pretty ill over the weekend. Uh, really kind of sent me into a little bit of a tizzy because you know, she's 13 years she's old. She's your baby, yeah. She's my baby. She's 13. And it's something, you know, if you're a pet owner, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of accept in life that, you know, eventually the day will come. And I hear horror stories. And it's so funny because Hank always gets on me about this. He's like, you're afraid to take her because, you know, you hear so many horror stories where like they just go one day and then they just don't come home because yeah. like dogs are such like fragile little creatures. And sometimes like, if they have like cancer and it's metastasized throughout their body, it's like, are you going to put their, their little teeny tiny bodies like under all this duress right. to prolong it for six months for yourself? You know, like you have just like all these like moral questions. Um, and she, it was, it was pretty crazy. She's never had any sort of like mass like that. Um, and you could tell like her appetite was off. Um, she wasn't eating. Um, she was looking like she was super lethargic, kind of like leaning to the right like like falling over a little it, it was pretty scary um but I took her to the vet and they said that it looks like it's an infection right now 
Um, and she's on antibiotics and steroids and is on like this whole like treatment plan. Um, so hopefully that that's why she was sick and it's not a mast cell tumor, which is popular, which happens in older dogs. Yeah. Um, and you can have them removed and see what happens. But again, you know, cross that bridge when I get there. I have to go All back right. two weeks. So, so for now, we're going to pray to the patrons, the patron St. Rocky, which is of knees and dogs. Which is of knees and dogs. And not only does patron St. Patron St. Rocky. Um, so Nicole tells me this and I was like, I have to figure, I have to look up who the patron saint of knees is. So you'll know patron St. Rocky because he's always showing off his knee. All I mean, it's like, it's like a, sass, a sassy saint. He's a sassy <laughs> saint. Um, and so he shows off his knee and then there's a picture of a dog next to him. So he's also the patron saint of plagues. Weird. Right. So he was affected by the plague and like, Apparently, like he went into the woods to die. Like, I Catholicism, like, could you be any more like uplifting? Um, I know. So he goes in like the woods to die during the plague. I, I know this man's like whole life story now. Um, and he like was severely wounded or something, and the dogs like healed his wounds. So that's why he's the patron saint of dogs. And like the wound was in his leg or like near his thigh and like near his knee. So that's why he's the patron saint of knees. So if you see Saint Rocky, he's he's always like. <laughs> He's Point giving it, it a little. He's doing the toe point. He's doing he the giving Instagram it to... toe point. <laughs> it's showing off his thigh. It's it's actually kind of amazing. It's amazing. So yeah. so what's your what's your well let's let me let me say this really quick before we do the we do the predictions. But um, I was obsessed with Ben Simmons' Instagram post. His comment. I mean, he wrote, "They love me. They love me not. They lo I don't know who came up with that." But I was like, sh keep showing us that Ben, keep showing us the humor. Yeah, the, I mean, you know. he had a stellar game, um, game five, first playoff uh, career triple-double, um, you know, defensively kind of like I could not, watching Russell Westbrook just kind of deteriorate into a puddle of the human was one of the most funniest things I've ever seen. Like I love athlete temper tantrums and like, right. He was, uh, I just felt like watching him on the court that game. I was like, he's playing like Yosemite Sam. Like he's like, yeah. everybody get out of my way, you know? And he's got like, got like the guns like slinging. And then he's like throwing himself, like trying to like draw fouls. I was just like, oh my God, like you need to rein it in because you're losing. And like, this is why you're losing because you're throwing a temper tantrum on the court. Like, and it's it interesting because it like, was amazing conversation of like, do you love Ben? Do you hate Ben? I'm with the weirdo where I'm indifferent about him. Like, yeah, I love Joel and I, yeah. wish I could love Ben like I do, but I want, I just want Ben to be the Ben we want him to be. So I'm sending him all like, I need it. We need him to step up and like, let's hope that he does. So what, what's your take? What's your take on the Atlanta series? I mean, I think they can get it done. Um, without I Joel. It's going to be tougher, but like I, the way like, you know, people like Tobias Harris have played and Seth Curry stepping up, like as long as like, they're all on the same page, like, and I felt like, you know, the Sixers, they had to like piece together. They, at, in the first half, I felt like, you know, they had to piece together that win. Um, second half was like a totally different story. Um, you know, cause we're watching the game and Hank's like, are they going to lose this? And I was like, I'm always like, you can see like, how like the momentum shift is right before halftime right and then like yeah. depending on how they come out of the locker room I think that that's so telling for the rest of the game so I was I said to him I was like 
they could. I was like, but let's see how they pull it together and like get through the half. And it's like, once the, the momentum shifts in their direction, they have to like piece the game together. It's, I feel like it's like super scrappy um, basketball. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it's not as like glamorous and easy. As, like, I feel like when you watch, well, when you would watch like the Lakers or when you watch LeBron play, like he just makes it look so easy. Right. And like, yes, it's is, like, it's almost like court. It's like when you watch figure skaters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, even having Joel in there, like that's kind of the security, but I feel like the team stepped up even like Furcon, like hitting like threes, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if everybody steps up and like plays to like their highest potential, I think that they'll have to piece the wins together, but I think that they can get it done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the lake, I mean, I really want, I, I love the Lakers are eliminated. Like see ya. Yeah. And I wanted the Mavs to win so bad. And they, just, I know. And, but Kawhi just like went to next level. He went to Bionic Kawhi. Yeah. And just slayed. And, and Luca even said it. Luca was like, he destroyed us. Yeah. Now, because Luca has the shoulder issue. Yeah. Um, and even though he was, he tore it up, not last night, the game before last night. Yeah. I, I don't know. I want, I really, as much as I hate Dallas, like I really want the Mavs to win. I'm like kind of obsessed with Luca. Well, I like the Mavs too. I like kind of like their organization. Like they don't I like Mark, Yeah. I love Mark. Cuban. I love Mark Cuban. And I lo- obviously JJ. Cause you know, my man yeah. JJ is there now. Yeah. I mean, I'm so for the Sixers, I'm a little worried about Trey young, but like, I think we can shut him down. And if Joel plays like historically, like, the type of offense that they kind of like rely on um joel is really good at like being able to like have the foresight to like see uh what they're doing um but again i guess that all depends on him patron saint rocky everyone patron saint rocky you know i was Um, cracking up at um i think did you share it when it was like our does your mental health rely on a seven foot three Cameroonian <laughs> man or are you yeah. normal? Somebody tweeted that out. I was dying. Yeah. Was, so that was a good one. And it was like, yeah, yes, we, we actually do. And oh I my God, wait, and real quick, just Tyrese Maxey. Oh, I mean, my God. I, so I tweeted out, I said, it's the first time in Philadelphia sports franchise, um, recent history that I've felt so good about a first round draft pick. Yeah, it's been like, a long, long time. Well, and even everyone, you know, then they're, t- it's just like, that's why you draft somebody in the first round. Right. And I just want the Eagles to uh, see that. Oh, look, that's what happens when you draft like by talent. Well, and like he came from Kentucky, right? Which is a, which is a pedigree basketball. Well, and everybody's like, oh, it's only taken the Sixers 20 years to like draft somebody in Kentucky but it's kind of what the Eagles did how they refused a draft from Alabama or LSU or any of the SEC schools right like they always thought that they were oh we're gonna draft from Stanford or we're gonna do another North Dakota I mean we have might as well call us North Dakota 2.0 because of all the people we have from there right but like I think when when there's a reason that those those schools are pedigree football basketball schools so like draft the talent from there you know yeah yeah um, but really quick, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, I've had major issues with the, with the Sixers snake from the time that they rolled it out four or five years ago. 
I, I didn't like it. I felt it was a bad omen. And then I tweeted about it and I forget the communications director. I talked about it on the air and he actually listens to me all the time and tweeted me back and was like, I'm going to prove you wrong, Nicole. And I was oh. like, please prove me wrong. I got it. What, what's his name? I'm like, prove me wrong. I want to be wrong. But so I, just, I, have, I literally have like seven hoodies. 75 t-shirts with the snake on it with the snake on it and hold on let me show you this. i don't like it i don't like i don't like it where'd it go oh so my good friends at coors light sent me um a case of their sixers playoff beer and look if Thanks. you you can see it. I mean, these aren't refrigerated. I actually have to put a couple in the fridge. Yeah. But the snake turns blue. You know how like the Rockies normally oh, turn yeah. blue? The yeah. snake turns blue. Okay. Um, it's Dave Scholler. Philadelphia. Is- oh, Dave Scholler. He's he's the shit. I love that. Yeah. So he's anyway, cool. he's he's a big fan of X2, so thank you. But um, I, I want to be proved wrong, so we'll see. But I'm like, you got the snake, and now Joelle has no knees. Like, what what's going on? So I, yeah, I mean <clears throat> Snakes are traditionally bad omens. There's like a story behind it. I feel like I always- It has to do with like the 13 colonies or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a historical- I don't care. I just, the snake is not good. All right, let's talk about Deshaun Watson and the Eagles. Well, you know, your Coors Light is good when your snake turns blue on your (laughs) playoff edition. Product placement. Okay, yes, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. So- um, you know, I still have a lot of friends and contacts, you know, just because I left 97.5, the fanatic doesn't mean that like, I don't care about sports anymore, um, or Philadelphia sports. Um, and I still talk to a lot of people and apparently like Eagles are all in on Deshaun Watson. Wow. But is the NFL going to let him play? That's the question. So he'll probably be suspended, but the Eagles are still willing to um, kind of roll with them, regardless of if he's suspended, because like that's how bad Suspended for the season, games? It'll probably be a couple games. Okay. Yeah. Um, But they, yeah. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Life as a Philadelphia Eagles fan is nothing but one perpetual quarterback controversy which is comparable to living in a hellscape so I um yeah I I actually I'm kind of dead inside speaking of dead inside when I talk about this because it's hard it's hard I try not to think about it because it's like (laughs) I used to just love it like the Eagles used to bring me so much joy and excitement and what the 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 sharp significant decline over the last two to three years has been so swift. And I will say, you know, I, I do listen to a lot of a sports radio and when I'm driving in, I always listen to Anthony and Andrew. Yeah. Um, that clip of the play the song, like makes me LOL every time. Um, I love Anthony. He Hilarious. Texted he texted me yesterday. He's like, I missed my girls. Yeah. He's I was so like, sweet. I miss you guys now. Um, but I'll also bro. listen to John Ritchie and Joe DeCamera sometimes. Yeah. And- John Ritchie said something really, really, really great the other day. So I want to give him props to that, where he talked about, they were talking about Zach Ertz and he was like, you don't think it's a little strange that Zach Ertz doesn't want to be here, that Carson Wentz didn't want to be here, that Doug Peterson didn't want to be here. Yeah. You don't think that 
it's an organizational failure, which is what exactly you've talked about since we started this podcast last September. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like, I never really thought about that, but like, you don't think it's a little weird that all these people don't want to be here? Well, and it's just because, um, there's no plan, right? Like, yeah, there's no plan. They're throwing a bunch of shit against the wall and hoping that it sticks. And what's so funny is when I think about I like, I would love to like, maybe, and I'm going to put this out into the universe. Um, once I get into my new role, I will gain some managerial experience. And, um, you know, perhaps one day I will be in the front office of an organization because I feel like I can see it from so far away, right? It's like, you have to invest like top down and like, you have to start at the very basic level, which is the bottom. And I've said it for years and years and years, like the Phillies like have never figured out like how to, like a proper farm system. And Actually, I was, um, you know, I went to lunch with Sam Wilson, who is now hosting her, um, hosting the show with Charlie Manuel and Larry Boa down the line. Yeah. And um, love her to pieces. And she was telling me like, it's more common than not that in like organizations and she didn't cite anyone specifically, but um, especially like in baseball, a lot of moves are political. Yeah. Rather than based on talent. So like if you think about all the moves that Howie made, they're all like political moves. Um, like playing Alshon over Travis Fogelm last year. I mean, he might have fell off a little bit, but um that was a money move, right? Like that wasn't actually based on like statistical performance. So he's not he's not making decisions based on talent, you know, which is like the biggest problem that's the biggest problem any organization can have. Yeah. And like, I feel like they're just like pulling. Well, JJ is another example. Another example. Exactly. And I feel like they're just pulling the trigger um, with these interim moves. And I mean, Deshaun Watson, like it's, that's going to be a whole nother conversation. Cause it's like, do you want that? Apparently yeah. they do. Apparently they're willing to overlook all of that. Like, and he is incredibly talented, but it's just like, you blew up the franchise for Jalen Hurts and like, you're still out on him. And then how about Nick Foles? That report comes out this last week that Nick Foles didn't want to come back. Right. I forgot about that. That was, everyone, whole, that was, that was whole, part of my report. That, <laughs> yeah, that was part of your report a couple months ago, but that was part of the whole John Ritchie conversation where they were like, how does Nick Foles not want to come back? And John Ritchie was like, well, Nick Foles doesn't want to come back. Zach Ertz doesn't want to be here. Carson Wentz doesn't want to be here. Doug Peterson doesn't want to be here. You don't think that's a little strange that four of the major players in your Super Bowl season all want out? You don't think that's a little weird? It's I don't blame Nick Foles. I don't blame him at all. I get it. No. Like, why no, would you? I, yeah, he's you like, I, work for a I have, yeah, I have the ring. Like, he's been hanging out Newport Beach, eating his wife Tori's almond flour quesadilla yeah you yeah. know good almond flour quesadillas oh yeah because she has that weird disease so she's gluten-free and she's like a holistic health she makes really i've made her like bone broth pasta oh I've, wow i made a couple of tori's recipes yeah and she has these like really good blueberry muffins that i haven't tackled yet oh i'm on, i don't know is she on instagram i guess I'll yeah, have to yeah, follow her. yeah i follow her follow her because oh, she's yeah. good stuff um, um all right. So before we wrap up, we got to talk about how you are moving on to a new journey and you can't say a ton yet. And no, you have to understand that there's contracts involved and there's all stuff. And eventually you'll be able to talk about everything. And it's um, going to be, yeah, I'm, it's going to be really cool when I can talk about everything. Cause people keep asking me, um, 
you know, why'd you leave? Where are you going? Where are you going to land? And it's so funny. I, I guess because I like joked in my um, little note thing that said I was leaving. I was like, I'm moving to Guam to raise alpacas. So I love how like Jason Barrett on like sports radio PD, like he has his own like little website. He put that in there. Um, and he's like, but in reality, she just can't say where she's going next. Um, no, I can't say where I'm going, but what I can say about it is it's going to be really, it's like the next wave, I think of sports media, um, and where the sports media landscape is going. So I made a decision to kind of get in, um, with this company and their new endeavor, um, at kind of like the ground floor. And I'm going to have like a lot of creative autonomy, which is such a breath of fresh air. And, um, yeah, work with people who said that they wanted my vision, uh, which was a really refreshing thing to hear. Um, so once I can talk about it, it's going to be amazing, but I'm, I'm really excited. I can't wait to share with everybody, um, some of the stuff that I will be doing. And I mean, they'll be able to see it. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, well, two things, one, if you know anything about radio, it's very rare for people to leave radio on their own. So the fact that Natalie is that much of a boss that she was able to leave on her own and people do not get to see how smart and how creative and how talented that you really are. And I feel like this is, you finally get to do, you're finally going to get to do that because, you know, I think a lot of people who just listened to you on the radio looked at you as like, Oh, one of the co-hosts on the Mike Misnelli show, they didn't get to really know the, how deep you are. Right. And how yeah. the depths of like, you know, she read encyclopedias as a kid for fun. I did. but it's true well no i did and um, this is able like you still get to be the funny knowledgeable media personality that you've built but there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you never got to do before that you you can actually shine your intelligence at which is amazing well and that's what i'm honestly this might sound like super um i don't know how it's gonna sound but getting getting paid for my brain is a really good feeling. And um, again, like this is something I can talk about later, but you know, when you're in an industry that's very male dominated and you know, somebody decides you're attractive, right? They want to put you in certain roles because they, um, they value you based on that. Um, And sometimes it never has to actually do with like your, abilities or your talent or like your capacity. And, um, I think it's just the way that things have been for a really, really long time. Uh, I feel like 2020 and, you know, in making my decision to leave, I, uh, you know, kind of just changed the landscape of a lot of things and empowered people. And I feel like I just, you know, wanted and I want to be very, very, very transparent and reiterate that it had absolutely nothing to do with Mike and Tyrone because mm-hmm. I never, ever want that to get misconstrued because they were two of the most incredible human beings to me during my time um, on the Mike Missinelli show. And close friends and too. Like close friends, like what we had was beyond, I think like show, you know, like we were yeah. three totally different people, three totally like different walks of life. I mean- kind of me and Mike have like similar upbringings, but, um, and like how I said in my farewell, you know, in a space where there aren't so many women, the like 
they respected me, encouraged me, believed in me and like accepted me for who I am, which was something that I rarely, rarely got. People were always trying to tell me, you know, how to look different or sound different or like, you know, there were so many years that I went through a lot of um, stuff where I just simply wasn't good enough for whatever reason, right? And then I, I work with these two incredibly intelligent, and I like to stress the intelligence part, intelligent men who, ha- who also have emotional intelligence. And I, if I didn't get to sit there with them, I would have ne- never had the opportunity to showcase my abilities, right? Right. They, right. they appreciated me for the talent that I was. So I just want to make it very clear that it has nothing to do with them. Um, more, and honestly, this thing, this opportunity that I'm taking fell out of the sky. Nicole knew um, about it. Yeah. Literally and fell out of the sky. It, it seriously fell out of the sky. I went in thinking it was going to be one thing. Um, and then I left and it was something totally different. And it feels like something that was made for me. And yeah where I'm going to act like get to showcase, um, you know, cause I'm a thinker, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going to get to showcase, um, a lot of, I think skills that have been latent just because there wasn't a space for me to. Yeah. At all. And, and we're at a point where we have a thirst for knowledge and we have a thirst for change and you have that, this uh, the incredible opportunity and yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And so obviously we're still doing the podcast and you follow along on our socials because Natalie's still doing her thing. You still- yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm still going to be in Philly. Like I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. She's not <laughs> moving to Guam. No, to raise alpacas. So yeah. So do the thing, but, um, and obviously all the updates will be here, which is exciting. Yeah. And now, um, <laughs> I don't know if I have enough freedom yet, but, um, I think I have like, I, there's not really many limitations on my head anymore, unless, unless somebody decides to make it a problem and then they'll have a problem, but to the limit and beyond my, wait, can we talk about, so real quick, do you know that I also make homemade iced tea? You do? I feel I need to come over so you could cook for me. Um, when, like, when do you want to do that? Well, cause you also have to meet Hank and like, it would be amazing. And I find excuses to cook. Yeah. So whatever one day next week, the week, well, maybe the week after, cause next week you have some stuff going on. So maybe like the week after I'll just come. Yeah. So last night I made, can I just tell you what I made last hey, night? You made homemade pasta. I was like, what the hell? I made homemade pasta. I made a London broil and then I sauteed asparagus and mushrooms. And then, but we had the um, pasta with a pork ragu sauce. Like, what the hell? I, I'm like, I'll make it a cauliflower rice taco casserole. <laughs> Although I did really quick. Uh, it sounds I, good. I have to go. It was, it, yeah. it's fine. It's, oh, you had it the one time. Remember I brought it in. When it we was so good. It. Yeah. But it's not gourmet. Natalie makes New York Times gourmet shit. Um, but I did make homemade jam because my best, oh, well, I saw your jam. Yeah. So I'll bring you a jar of the jam when I come okay. over dinner, yes. so it's like a housewarming, but the, so my best friend, Joe is the worst, worst, worst person to, to shop for worse than my mother, because my mom at least likes like Chotsky's, you know, she likes a pillow. Mom stands for mother, not made of money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like, <laughs> you know, like sisters are angels without the wings. You know, oh, like, I love her. She do that. Love, does she live love laugh? 
oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> like this house is not just a home. Uh, you know, this house is not a house. It's a home. It's a home. Yeah. But anyway, Joe is, you know, he makes a ton of money. So he buys himself all the fancy things. and He's really, really, really hard to shop for. But a fr- our friend Christine makes Christmas jam every year. And Joe loves, I know how to ration the jam. Yeah. To make the jam really last. Joe eats all the jam. So for his birthday, I made him homemade jam. I got the recipe from Christine. And let me tell you, it's a pain in the ass because you got to like sterilize the, the jars. And then you have to like, yeah. Blend, and then you have to put the fruit lectin in it. And then you got to skim the, the film off the top. And then you got to re, then you fill the jars and then you boil them again. Nice. I was very proud of myself I was very proud of myself you should I'll be bring, I'll bring you a jar I would love it my I think my next um venture is going to be into pickling Ooh, yum I, no, like, I'm really well, gonna hold you to it because I want you to cook for me well no like we'll after we sign off here we'll set a date and you can come over and it'll okay, be okay so good fun. yeah because I, I don't do the whole like oh no one invited me I just invite myself you know what I mean I'm just yeah. like, I'm gonna come over you pick whatever you want to make I just okay. don't lamb you don't like lamb? Yeah, because lamb tastes okay. like sheep smell. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and on that note, Wait, follow I, us, like us, subscribe, give us a review. Yes. I just had one more thing, but I'll save it for the next time. What? Say it. I got new bed sheets and I just want to talk about the material, but it's where fine. are they from? Um, I got them on Wayfair, but they're Percali. Oh, they sound swanky. So they're kind of swanky. They're the new Egyptian cotton and they make your bed feel like, I don't know if you like um, hotel beds. Yeah, I love hotel beds. So they're like that crisp, cool, like okay, we'll talk, we'll talk yourself about in. Yeah. We'll have to talk about this next time. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> the Lipstick League. Like us, subscribe. I'm Nicole is Nick. Natalie is Natalie Eganoff. We if love you. you. Give us a review. Love you. Love everyone listening. Thank you. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.